Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight, another episode of Boxing News Today, courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. I'm going to start you off uh, today, as promised, with a little uh, little bit of information regarding uh, one of Ricky Hatton's uh, favorite fighters that he's uh, taking to the ring very shortly, a young lady by the name of Chloe Watson. He speaks quite highly of her, and she's going to be on a pretty big uh, card coming up at the MS Bank Arena in Manchester on Friday, June 17th, uh, where you're also going to see, I put these down in the description, uh, you know, Nathan Gorman, uh, Thomas Selleck, uh, Josh Kelly's fighting, uh, Marcel Braithwaite, Thomas Isamba. Uh, anyway, Chloe Watson's going up against Farah Al-Bosiri. Uh, out of Spain. So let's let's get back to uh, what Ricky Hatton had to say. Uh, Ricky Hatton, as you may know, uh, a British 43-year-old former lightweight, uh, light welterweight champion, uh, has been overseeing the development of Birkenhead's undefeated Chloe Watson. Yes, 2-0. But uh, anyway, she's preparing to fight, uh, as I said, Farah El Basuri out of Spain. And this is uh, somewhat of a homecoming for Watson as she performs in front of her home uh, in uh, Manchester, as I said, oh, sorry, in, in Liverpool at the Echo Arena. Uh, Liverpool just down the road from Manchester in Lancashire. Uh, anyway, he says, she's improving all the time. It's a pleasure to come work uh, every day with talent such as Chloe, and she's getting better all the time. The most exciting thing as a coach working with her is that I don't think we've even scraped the surface yet. You can see from day one, that she had the talent with the amateur pedigree that she had, but she's transformed that talent right into the pro game. There's a great amount of excitement that surrounds the fighter performing in their home city, and Hatton is no stranger to the pressures and privileges of fighting in your own backyard. Having proudly boasted a 48-fight career, 17 of those were in Manchester. And there is a bit of a, uh, you know, Manchester versus Liverpool thing going on here, but not in this particular case. Uh, he says, you know, it's very important. I, I hope she has more fights on a regular basis in her hometown. Wasserman are doing a fantastic job with her anyway, but I always felt that fighting regularly in your hometown helps that fan base. Chloe has an exceptional fan base through what she's done as an amateur and what she's done in the early stages of her pro career. That fan base has got quite healthy suddenly, straight away. And I think once she has a few fights in her hometown, she'll go through the roof. Um the talent she has, obviously, was there to work with. And to be honest with you, when she first came down to the gym, she had a bit of professional boxing style already. She was good in her feet, very rhythmic, good movement, and her judging of distance was there, said Hatton. Now she's holding her feet a little bit more, coming back with two and three attacks and getting leverage and power in her shots. She's added more to her game, sitting down on her punches, changing angles, stuff like that. And that's just uh, what we move, improve more and more as time goes by. So there you go, a uh, little bit of information about uh, a young lady we should be watching who's up and coming through the British uh, ranks. Uh, and with a progression comes up step competition, by the way. Spain's uh, Farah Albazuri certainly meets the criteria. A fighter that the Watson camp have studied thoroughly throughout the camp, she said, and remain fully aware of her strong record of potential threats. So it's going to be a good battle and a huge card uh, for Chloe Watson uh, to fight on. As I said, taking place at the MNS, uh, no, oh, no, no, at the Echo Arena in Liverpool, England, uh, on 17th of June. 
Aha. Oh, taking place in Montreal, Canada. Let's, let's move across the pond over to my neck of the woods, where we're going to see undefeated junior middleweight contender Charles Conwell take on Abraham Juarez Ramirez at the Montreal Casino. That's in Montreal. Go back down the road from us about six hours. Anyway, Conwell fighting out of Cleveland, Ohio, is managed by split team management and has a record of 16-0 with 12 knockouts. The 24-year-old is a USBA junior middleweight champ and is considered one of the top young fighters in the sport by split team management. The five-year veteran, who is a member of the 2016 United States Olympic team, has wins over Rogue Zipita, Travis Scott, Courtney Penningham, Wendy Toussaint, Madiar Ajef, and last in his last bout when he stopped, Juan Carlos Rubio, 18-0, in three rounds on August 29th in Cleveland. Ramirez, by the way, is out of Mexico City. He's 19-9 with eight knockouts. He's an eight-year veteran and has quality wins over Alejandro Menezes, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, Jesus Arigia, Jorge Garcia Perez, and he's coming off an undefeated, uh, uh, sorry, coming off a loss to undefeated Evan Sanchez uh, down in Tijuana, Mexico on February 19th. Uh, Conwell, by the way, is promoted by Pro Bellum and Debella Entertainment. So we look forward to, to that fight. It's going to also feature uh, some other fighters as well. Uh, but on, on the split T side of things, they wanted me to mention last Wednesday, Dallas Kalapu remained undefeated with a second round stoppage over Kelsey Collard at the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, California. With the win, the 23-year-old native of Hawaii is now 3-0 with three knockouts. Kalapu was promoted by Golden Boy Promotions, by the way. And the very next night last week, in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, Joseph Hicks, uh, also under split team management's care. He's now 2-0 with two knockouts, remained undefeated with a second-round stoppage over Bruno Lemoy in a sec in a scheduled six-round bout. The 28-year-old Hicks took out Romay, who came in with a record of 21-9, and nine, and Hicks is promoted by Salida Promotions. So we're starting to see a lot of mixing and matching among all these young independent uh, promoters and their boxers. Good to hear. Good to see the boxing. All right. Let's move across the pond over to Cardiff, Wales. Uh, we have, uh, I'm going to say, for lack of a better description, a whole whack of quotes here. Uh, courtesy of our friends at Matchroom. Uh, they're all available to you on Boxing247.com. I encourage you to take a look. This is with respect to the fight taking place this weekend at the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff, Wales, uh, featuring Kenichi Agawa going up against Joe Cordina. And uh, Eddie Hearn, uh, chairman of Matchroom, is very excited about this particular card. Uh, let's have a quick read here. It's been a long time, he says, since Cardiff have had the opportunity to see what we could do with a huge star such as Joe Cordina, who gets his golden opportunity live in the zone around the world. And he goes up against, uh, as I said, uh, Kenichi Agawa. Uh, also fighting is Monique Books, uh, who's very excited to fight on the card. Brent. Ben Crocker, Kyron Jones, Joe Morgan, Cal French, uh, Gamalia Fai, uh, Sean Cairns, Sky Nicholson, one of my favorites. Let's have a quick read, see what she has to say. The plan was always to have a really active start, and Matchroom has de definitely delivered. I'm very grateful for that. I'm excited for the step up. I'm not afraid of a challenge. I hope she brings a challenge for me. I want to have a real fight, and I want to be in a real fight. Like I've said from the start, I think that's what you're going to see, the best version of me. I feel like we're having... I think like we're making great improvements every time we fight. Having uh, these back-to-back -back fights and having uh, that time with Eddie in the gym has been perfect for me. We're seeing these improvements and adapting to the pro style. I think we're going to see the same again in this fight. 
Okay. Not much of a quote. I was hoping for a bit more. Um, Gabriel Bouvier, uh, Dalton Smith on the card, Mario uh, Perini, uh, Zelfa Barrett, Farouk Kubanov. Um, very good. Uh, as I said, Joe Cordina and Kenichi Ogawa. I thought a quick read it here. Uh, Kenichi Ogawa, the last quote on this particular page. First, I'd like to thank Matchroom, DAZN, and Taikin Promotions. As you remember, Mike Orr uh, featured quite a few fighters from Taikin in Japan and everyone who made this fight possible. He says he's going to knock me out in our fight. We'll find out on Saturday. It will be interesting to see what happens. I plan to be very aggressive in the ring and have an exciting match. But at the end of the day, it's up to Joe and how he wants to come out. All right. So let's uh, look forward to that and look forward to those results coming into our press room uh, for a report on that outcome on Monday morning. Thank you. Darren Cunningham versus Dual Olguin taking place at the Ambassador Club in St. Louis, Missouri up next. This is going to be a fight taking place on June 11th. Super bantamweight prospect Darren the Gift Cunningham, 15-2, eight knockouts, will return to his hometown of St. Louis, Missouri for the first time as a professional boxer on June 11th at the Ambassador Club. Cunningham will battle Dual Ogin in a scheduled eight-round bout as part of a card promoted by Shout, Show, Show Out Boxing Promotions and DC3 Promotions. A couple of new companies that I'm not quite familiar with, but look forward to investigating a little bit more on them. So a quick read. We'll see what Cunningham had to say. I had a setback in my last fight, and I must get my career back on track and put on an amazing performance for my fans back home in St. Louis. I wasn't on top of my game, but now I am. I have a city behind me and a talented opponent that I'm facing who is a game veteran has beaten good fighters. I think Olguin is the toughest opponent I've yet to face. Not too long ago, by the way, Olguin pulled off an upset win over David Navarro, the 2020 Olympic alternate in the featherweight division. Olguin has stayed very active and even picked up a high-profile draw against Anthony Chavez on a thriller card. Uh, continued Cunningham, my opponent is tough, and I feel like if I had a promoter early in his career, people would view him as a contender. My back is against the wall at this stage of my career, and I'm going to get uh, everything done possible to end this fight early. I'm jumping back in the ring against a tough opponent and looking to entertain my local fans. He concluded, they mean everything to me, and this is going to be a celebration on top of the best performance of my career. Good luck to Mr. Cunningham. All right, let's move on uh, to uh, Framingham, Massachusetts, where there's a fight taking place on June 25th at the Sheraton Hotel featuring Denzel Whitley and Macon Aller da Silva. Undefeated Holyoke, Massachusetts welterweight prospect Denzel Whitley's 8-0 with six knockouts continues his career progression on June 25th when he headlines the show for the first time. That'll be called Road to Stardom, which takes place, as I said, at the Sheraton Hotel in Framingham. Uh, Road to Stardom, by the way, is presented by Granite Chin Promotions, who we featured quite often here on Talk and Fight, and is the first day-night professional boxing doubleheader in Massachusetts history. Boxing fans will be able to watch the, uh, both shows via live stream on BoxingTV.com. Uh, 26-year-old Whitley, who's trained by former pro boxers, his father Derek and uncle Darren Whitley, take Brazilian Macon Ola da Silva, who's 1-4, with one knockout on the evening's portion of the event in the six-round main event. Said Denzel, I'm really excited. It's an achievement of mine. I, I was in the co-feature in my last four fights. This tells me I'm on the right track. I'm the top guy on the show. I'll be a little nervous, but that's natural before a fight. I'm comfortable now doing what I need to win, uh, flowing smoothly and adapting faster. My ring presence has improved. 
and I won't hesitate to showcase my skills to show my skills are better. Fair enough. Uh, I have my foot in the door, as in headlining for the first time. Everything is uh, slowing, no complaints. Maybe he meant showing. Anyway, I'm going to be stepping up to the level of competition. It's my last fight at six rounds. I'm fully focused on this fight to win, impress them with other my fans. There will be more fans there for me because uh, headlining for the first time has caused a buzz. Right, uh, we look forward to hearing uh, the outcome. Let's have a quick clue. Where else are we going? Ah, some quotes here. We're going to start off with a few quotes from uh, Raleigh Romero, who uh, lost, as you all know, to Gervonta Tank Davis the other night uh, down in Brooklyn. I lost to a better man that night. I've, I felt I was doing a good job backing him up with my jab. I was winning the fight, and I made a mistake, and I got caught. I will work hard to get back to the top with the goal to become a champion. Much respect to Tank, and I wish him well. The Raleigh show must go on. Have a quick look here. Uh, he's looking, obviously, to get back in the gym. Wants to be his very best. That is uh, when that competition comes available in that division. Uh, and he's talking about the likes of Brian Garcia, Devin Haney, or George Gambosas Jr., who goes toe-to-toe this weekend. Uh, and Romero, Romero is very interested in pursuing fighters, all those top fighters in the division. Good luck to him. I mean... It's going to be tough now, having lost to Tank. But anyway, uh, he says, I'll be ready to get back in the ring as soon as my name is called. I know I got uh, what it takes to be world champion sooner than later. I will accomplish that goal. I made a name for myself, and now I can get those big fights with all the top fighters in the division. Haney, Garcia, Camposas, I want to fight them all. At some point, I want my rematch with Tank, but I know I'll have to work back, uh, work my back to that position. Maybe work my way back to that position. Anyway. Let's move along now to some quotes from uh, British champ Carl, Carl Frampton. Former two-weight world champion Carl Frampton believes a shock could be in store for the rematch between Nonito Donaire and Naomi Nayoa Inui. Frampton defeated Donaire in 2018 and says it's remarkable that Filipino Flash remains at the top of the sport on his 40th year. The Irish boxing legend calls his former opponent and now friend the Benjamin Button of boxing. There's a first. Frampton says Inui carries formidable power, but he's backing Donaire to take the Japanese star's best shots and retaliate in a fight that could send shockwaves throughout the sport on June 7th. Inui is a great, great fighter, he says, and one of the keys for Nonito is to stay with him and to be able to take a bit of the punishment. Inui has got serious power, but Donaire has got a good chin, and he has the ability to take shots and fire back. I would not be surprised if there's a shot on the cards in Japan. From the first fight, if anyone is going to have learned and made the adjustments, then it's Donaire. Uh, sorry, Nanito Donaire. He's been around this game a long, long time. The first contest went down as fight of year after dramatic battle over 12 rounds won by Inui. But Donaire has talked with confidence throughout the build-up to the rematch, and Frampton is predicting yet another classic contest. He said, it's unbelievable that he's still fighting at the very highest level at 39 years old. He is the Benjamin Button of boxing. It feels disrespectful to say Nonito is getting better with age because he's been a great fighter for a long time. But he's been able to maintain world-class quality for a long time. People were saying he was told ahead of the first fight with Inui back in 2019. Out of that first fight, I was telling people that Nonito would give Inui a fight and it would be close. 
People just thought I was saying because we're become friends, but I'll always give my honest opinion about any fight. Fair enough. To conclude the show, let's uh, zip over to the Armory in Minneapolis, USA, for a fight that's taking place tomorrow night featuring Stephen Fulton Jr. and Danny Roman. Uh, Fulton is a unified WBC and WBO 122-pound world champ, and uh, Roman is the former unified uh, champ. And uh, they went face-to-face at a press conference uh, yesterday uh, in advance of their Premier Boxing Champions event. Uh, which is being promoted, by the way, as I said earlier this week, by TGB Promotions and Warriors Boxing. Anyway, let's have a quick read of what uh, Stephen had to say first. It meant everything to me to unify the belts because I said I wanted to do that when I won my first title in 2021 and then unified later in the year. That was an amazing feeling because I've been through some things leading up to that fight, not just in my camp, but at home. So there was a lot going on with me. But mentally, I was there and I stuck through it and unified and now I'm here. The last four fighters I faced were undefeated, so I'm used to this road. I always step up to the occasion. I always show up when I get these stages. My whole life has been like that. Right now, I'm living in the moment. I haven't been looking past anything. We're living for today. So when Saturday comes, I'm going to live for it and have fun. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy defeating him. Hmm. Countering that, Danny Roman said, this is the biggest opportunity of my life, and we're here to take advantage of it. I've had obstacles too. When I lost my titles to MJ, that's Moradjan uh, Amadilev. There are politics involved, but that's boxing. And now I'm focused on who's in front of me now, and that's Stephen Fulton. I'm not overlooking my opponent. It's been a year since I last fought, and I'm paying attention to that. The opportunity doesn't come around twice, so I know what I have to do just to get that W. I've been in this position before, and you don't want to lose those belts. I was a unified, I was a unified champion too, so I know what it takes. He's going to try and look his best. I'm going to go in there and give everything I have to get him. This fight, he adds, this fight will be like a chess game, and whoever can make the right adjustments will win the fight. But we're going to have fun. Expect a great fight. He's, he's giving his best. I'm giving my best. It means everything to represent my Mexican-American culture. We're just another step away toward making history. Just like great Mexican fighters, it means a lot. We're here to win, and we're going to win. Also on that card, by the way, is Dave Morrell Jr., which I said earlier this week, who, uh, if he wins his fight, is certainly looking to take on uh, David uh, Benavides. But anyway, he's going up against Calvin Henderson. is uh, no easy task. Uh, and uh, if you want uh, more quotes from either Dave Morrell Jr. or Calvin Harrison, Henderson, uh, please take a look at the boxing247.com website. Uh, I encourage you to visit their site every day. They've got a ton of great information, pictures, and quotes from all these various fighters, which I can only highlight several each given day. But I thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight today uh, for boxing news from around the world. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. I see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr and Cedric Ben for Knuckle Up. And then later on at 7 p.m., uh, Tim Witherspoon will be in the house when we have our Friday night panel at 7 p.m. Eastern time. See you then.